Welcome to the Hidden Palace with Skyblaze. afternoon, evening or night, wherever you are in the world. I am Skyblaze and this is the Hidden Palace here on Radio Sega. Now, due to other events going on, uh, I wasn't able to do a Halloween-themed episode in October, so I'm going to do it now. Better late than never, eh? Yeah, specifically, uh, I, I, in October I went to Final Fantasy XIV FanFest and then the weekend after I went to go and see my parents. So I was a little bit busy. And not at home to actually, you know, do the episode. So when it comes to Halloween, people often dress up, go door to door collecting sweets, or candy if you're American, I guess, or go clubbing for some of those that are a bit more grown up. Well, not, um, hmm. Moving on. Others like to watch scary movies, which is kind of linked to what I'm going to touch on here, uh, namely games that are based on horror titles, specifically sci-fi horror titles. Uh, some would like to argue that they are also action movies, but sci-fi, horror, action all goes together on a lovely little package. Uh, starting with the first game that I'm going to talk about, which is Predator 2. Uh, this was released in 1991 for the Master System and 1992 for the Mega Drive and Game Gear. You play in all games as Danny Glover's character of Lieutenant Mike Harrigan as he takes to the streets, tackling various street gangs and rescuing hostages before they become the target for the Predator. The Master System and Game Gear versions play pretty much the same and are set in a side-scrolling style where you need to constantly move towards the right, shooting gang members and destroying any drug contraband they drop along with collecting more powerful weapons to help in the fight against crime. While you're doing this, however, there is a twist. You also need to rescue numerous hostages per level, which are targets for the Predators. On the game's heads-up display, you will have three faces showing, and should the Predator hunt them down first, that face will turn into a skull. If all three turn into skulls, then it is game over for you, because you have failed in your mission. Dun dun dun. So we've got on the chat so far today, we have Resident SD, Pocket Larry, and Electric Boogaloo. Uh, give me a shout if you're in the chat and want me to give you a wave uh, or a shout out. Um, but we're going to have our first music break, I think. So from Predator 2, uh, the 8-bit version, so the Game Gear and Master System version, we have the title screen. And then um, just to... You know, change things up a bit. We have from Aliens vs Predator Club Hive. So have a listen to those and I'll speak to you again after the music break.
Hello, my name is Gavi, and you're listening to the Hidden Palace with Skyblaze on Radio Sega. was Aliens vs Predator Club Hive and I swear I could play that at an industrial uh, EBM night and no one would find it the least bit out of place. Um, Before that we had from Predator 2 uh, the 8-bit version we had the title screen. Um, Resident SD saying it sounds like a track that would be right at home played in an old factory. You are not wrong. Uh, So corporation in Sheffield then. Which is legit an old industrial um, factory that they've converted into a nightclub. Anyway, uh, so in the Predator 2 game, uh, you know when Predator is on the hunt when you see three uh, telltale red dots uh, appearing on the screen. If no hostages are around, it will start to follow you. So you will need to be on your toes and avoid running into its sights. At the end of each level has you facing off against a boss, which for the majority of them seem to be gang members in some form of vehicle. 
such as the first boss shooting at you from a taxi, the second level having a helicopter, and the third boss being a van which drops exploding barrels from the back of it. The Mega Drive version plays in a similar fashion, although it's laid out in a kind of more isometric sort of view, with handy arrows that point you towards the hostage's location and the exit. As you collect hostages, new routes will open up that allow you to progress a bit further. So a bit more involved, really. Both games include a password save system, so that when you start each level, a password is shown that lets you get back into the, uh, the action should you need it. Uh, this was pretty common back in those days, the password save systems. Some of them were really arcane, though. And some of them were actually, like, really difficult to record, like the, the Mega Man ones with the, the dot, the red and blue dots. And it's like, unless you happen to have coloured pencils or markers or something kicking around, it's like, uh, blue, red, blue, <laughs> frantically scribbling it down. Ah, those were the days. Or trying to write, draw maps in uh, text adventures. Yeah, uh, I think I nicked some of my dad's grid paper for that. <laughs> Do you have any memories of things like that? Writing stuff down, um, making maps, passwords, stuff like that. Oh, I wait for put a screenshot of the uh, the Mega Drive version of Predator 2. The graphics are actually quite nice uh, for that sort of era. Although the sprites are very tiny. Let's have some more music then, shall we? And our first request of this evening. So from Predator 2 on the Mega Drive, we have Stage 1, The Streets, uh, requested by Electric Boogaloo. And then from also from Predator 2 uh, on the Mega Drive, we have the ending theme. Which, uh, if I remember, it's if I if I if it's the one I'm thinking of, I had does some really nice stuff with uh, stereo effects. So make sure you've got your headphones on or a proper stereo setup. Enjoy.
accidentally played them the wrong way around. <laughs> so uh, that was uh, Predator 2 on the Mega Drive Stage 1, The Streets, that was requested by Electric Boogaloo. And before that, we had the Predator 2 ending theme. It's a bit backwards, but um, you got to enjoy some nice stereo effects anyway. Um, is that one of uh, Matt Furnace's? Yeah, I think Matt Furnace did the, um, the soundtrack for for that one. So, uh, and Matt Furnace is pretty good. I th have I covered him? I'm sure I've covered him on Trip Jim Corner. Uh, I've had a it's been a really long week. Because um, uh, I work as a, a journalist for a, a company that does... Um, like covers a lot of tech news and um, like the latest deals and things and because it's been Black Friday week it's been just non-stop so <laughs> it's been a really busy week and yesterday I was working a 2 till 10 shift so my brain is a bit fried uh, I apologize so let's see where was I up next we have uh, what could be considered a rival for the Predator for a number of films I mean, rival, target, <laughs> depends which film you're watching, I suppose. Um, specifically, I'm talking about Alien, and in particular, Alien 3. In the year 1993, we got four games based on Alien 3. Uh, three for console and one for the arcade. The console versions were for the Master System, Mega Drive and Game Gear and in them you play as Ellen Ripley as she seeks to rescue as many people as she can from the Xenomorphs and destroy their queen. As you start the game you'll have a number of things of note. Firstly in the top right is your scanner and with it you will see captives that show in red while enemies will show in blue. The bottom right is your energy which falls as you take damage. As you might be able to guess if you run out of energy, you die. The bottom left shows what weapon you'll be using along with your ammo count. Ripley's weapons range from machine guns to flamethrowers, hand grenades and grenade launchers. The top left of the screen has your score and the top middle shows the most important bit of information. How much time you have left and how many captives still remain. Um, for those that don't know, Alien 3 actually had this really complicated production history which is why the final product is a bit confused um uh, if you want to know more about this i suggest uh, my friend dave McEntee actually wrote a book called beautiful monsters which is all about the um aliens and predator movies um separately and combined and the various spin-off media and he goes into a lot of detail about what happened so absolutely worth a read if you can get hold of it uh, it's really interesting. I mean, I'm not even like a huge Alien fan like he is, but really, really interesting, uh, even to me. So yeah, worth checking out that out if you can find a copy. I think it should still be on Amazon. I'll look later. I'll look during the musical break, which is coming up next. So from Alien 3 on the Master System, we have the title screen. And then uh, from Alien 3 on the Mega Drive, we have Stage 2. So have a listen to this, and I will talk a bit more about um, 
Biscuit of These Games and the arcade version. So enjoy and I'll speak to you after this music break.
was Alien 3 on the Mega Drive Stage 2, and then before that we had Alien 3 on the Master System, the title screen. Uh, Alien 3 on Mega Drive Stage 2 was actually... that was a bit of a banger, wasn't it? Um, I really liked that. Let's move on then. Uh, so the Master System and Game Gear versions of Alien 3 were of lower graphical quality, but pre played pretty much exactly the same. Um, except the Master System has one feature that the other versions do not, namely a two-player mode. Unfortunately, it isn't a co-op style of two-player mode. Instead, the game has you take turns. So when player one dies, player two can then have a go. Isn't that the way two-player mode worked in Super Mario World? I, I have a, a dim and distant memory of, of many years past that that's how it worked in that. You had Mario and Luigi, and if Mario died, Luigi go go. So I'm, I think I played with a friend back when I was a kid that way. But this was this was the 90s. It was an awfully long time ago, so I'm not entirely sure. Let's see. Where was I? Oh, Electropagula says it was. I am not misremembering, hooray! <laughs> I remember something accurately. Yeah, the alternating two-player, yeah. I thought it was. So the final Alien 3 game I mentioned was released in the arcades, and it was known as Alien 3 The Gun. This game used the Sega System 32 arcade board, uh, most notable for games such as Sega Sonic the Hedgehog and Radmobile. I have actually mentioned Alien 3 The Gun before when I actually did cover the Sega System 32. Um, the arcade cabinet was actually really cool looking. Metal uh, Electric Bubbles posted, posted a picture of it. It's actually really cool looking, had this really chunky gun. Um, I've seen one of them in the wild uh, several years ago. Uh, at the seaside somewhere. Possibly Cleethorpes? I can't remember. Um, but Alien Through the Gun has you and a second player take on the roles of United States Colonial Marines as you follow an altered version of the, film, the events from the film. With you starting out on the Sulaco before making your way down to the surface of the planet Fiorena. The game is a rail shooter and you will shoot your way through seven levels against various forms of the Xenomorph along with Vale and Yutani troops who were sent in to capture the Xenomorph. Which as usual tends to not work out well for the people trying to do that. My, my favourite thing about the arcade cabinet is that there's a Vale and Yutani emblem on it. <laughs> that made me chuckle the first time I saw it. So, I think it's time for more music, don't you? Uh, two requests. Both requests, uh, both songs in this block are requests. So from Alien 3 The Gun we have opening one uh, on name entry that was requested by Electric Boogaloo. And then from Alien 3 The Gun we have stage two, act two, boss, requested by Nicholas Haman. So I'll play those. I hope you enjoy them. And after that we will head over into the chiptune corner.
Good morning, afternoon, evening or night, wherever you are in the world. This is Nicolas Aman, the demon ruler of the Radio Sega playlist. And you're listening to... The Hidden Palace. Alien 3 The Gun at Stage 2 Act 2 Boss, requested by Nicholas Aman. And then uh, from the same game, before that we had Opening 1 Name Entry, requested by Electric Boogaloo. Now here's a fun game for you. If you find Alien 3 The Gun, uh, like on YouTube or in our uh, playlist, and listen very closely to Opening 1 Name Entry, see if you can hear the words Jaffa Cake in the vocal sample. Just a fun game for you. Um, Electro Bugaloos, uh was wondering if Kentaro Koyama uh, worked on Alien 3 The Gun because it sounded a lot like Virtual Cops in parts um, and did some uh, very quick digging and discovered that it does mention that he did work on it so there's some extra information for you courtesy of Electro Bugaloo who once again should probably be doing my job but here we are So for this week's Chiptune Corner, we have Chrono Wolf, a performer who was born in Australia but is currently living in the USA, in Salt Lake City in Utah, apparently. 
Uh, Cradle Wolf is known for blending a variety of musical styles, including electronic, chiptune, and orchestral, to create some pretty unique tunes. You can find his music via his official website, which links to his Bandcamp, Spotify, SoundCloud, YouTube, pretty much everything, really. So I will link to his website in the Discord chat. There you go. And I'm going to play you one of his tracks. And this is a track called Singularity. So still fitting in with the space sort of theme of the episode. Uh, so have a listen. Let me know what you think. And if you do like this track, then I suggest that you go to the website and have a listen to some of his other work and see if you want to give him some money. So this is Corona Wolf Singularity. I'll be back after this to close out the show.
And we are back, and that was Chronowulf Singularity. Uh, I really enjoyed that, I thought it was a great track, so I recommend if you also enjoyed it, uh, give it a listen. Um, and go and check out his little work, and throw him some money if you fancy. Um, for some reason we're talking about Hellraiser. Oh, because uh, Pocket Larry mentioned um, Gar uh, Andrew Robinson, Blake Garrick in DS9, who was also in um, the original Hellraiser. <laughs> my mind, my tiny mind was blown when I discovered that uh, in the early 2000s. Pop! I went. <laughs> Moving on. So, that's it for today. Um, thank you for tuning in, everyone. I believe that we should have some SNS with Gavi coming up. And, of course, be sure to tune in tomorrow for the LMC block and Sega Mixer Drive. Uh, thanks to Twenty for organising my socials in advance, since Greyfort isn't actually here to help me with them. Uh, he's uh, heading over to see some friends in Belgium. Um... That was the deal. I got to go to FanFest. He gets to go to Belgium. It's all fair and equitable. Uh, Terry Farrell was also in Hellraiser 3. I'd forgotten about that. Um, uh, also, thank you to Nicholas Aman for helping to organise the music for uh, this week's episode. I've got one last track to go out on. I couldn't resist uh, continuing with the uh, alien theme. Uh, so we, you get another chip tune. You get an extra bonus chip tune. Um, I've been Skyblaze, and this has been the Hidden Palace here on Radio Sega. Take care, everybody, and good night.
Enjoyed the show? Check out the full Radio Sega live schedule at radiose.ga forward slash shows. Radio Sega, playing the best Sega music 24-7.